0: Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.
1: From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, February 5th. I'm Jonathan All. The adaptation of Moby Dick that begins performances at The Rep this week uses techniques from the world of circus arts to tell the story of life on a 19th-century whaling ship.
2: When I first jumped into the show, it was, can you, can you climb a rope?
1: And that was the, where it started. Uh, and then it was, can you climb these poles? So it was a lot of strength training to get used to that. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin speaks with the creators of the show. That's coming up on The Gateway. The second of two water rate increases kicked in last month for St. Louis residents. The average customer is now paying about $88 a quarter. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lipman reports, the safety net for those who might need help paying those bills is essentially non-existent. There is no data yet available from the Water Department to know how many accounts are delinquent now compared to before the rate hikes. Anecdotally, social service agencies say they are hearing from more clients who need help paying their water bills. But the vast majority of utility assistance funds are available only for gas and electricity. Zanique Gardner-Perry is the senior director of programs at the Guardian Angel Settlement Association. She says clients can find ways to work around not having gas or electricity, but that's harder with water. Unless you're like, instead we're going to use baby wipes and we're going to buy a bottle of water and, and drink that sparingly. City officials say they do periodically look into developing an assistance program for water bills. I'm Rachel Lipman. St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis police are looking for a 17-year-old who escaped from the city's juvenile detention facility near the Grand Center Arts District. A spokesman for the circuit court, which operates the facility, says guards confirmed the escape shortly after 6 o'clock Saturday night. No one was injured. The teen had been at the facility at Enright and Vandeventer Avenue since December 8th, when he was arrested as a suspect in an October 2023 homicide. The court did not release his name because he's a juvenile and has not yet been certified to stand trial as an adult. He's one of multiple teenagers to either attempt or successfully escape from the facility since September of 2021. The St. Louis Reparations Commission presented a proposed final report during its monthly meeting last week. The report will likely highlight St. Louis's racist past within housing, education, and other topics. As St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports, Commission members say more narratives from black St. Louisans about racial discrimination are needed to fill the report.
2: Commission Chair Kayla Reed says with the help of experts and researchers, the commission could produce a 100-page report. It will likely include six areas such as education, employment, and housing. Malika Horn of the Central West End neighborhood says she wants reparations to come in the form of cash payments. She hopes the commission includes racist housing practices and policies that are still on the books. Money can heal and solve a lot, but if we're not careful, we might be in the same boat later on. The commission asked St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones in November for a budget to produce the final report. Members are still waiting for a response. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Fort Leonard Wood is hoping a new office will help spouses of military members get acclimated to the community and take advantage of opportunities. The installation west of Rolla opened its spouse resource center last week. Walter Harris is the transition service manager at Fort Leonard Wood. He says the goal is to provide spouses with a one-stop shop.
0: And we're able to help them find employment or we're able to help them enroll in college education, we consider that a success.
1: Harris says previously military spouses would have to go to several offices around the base or in the surrounding towns to get the same information and opportunities. Illinois is re-upping its prison health care contract with a private provider despite a history of lawsuits and damning assessments by experts. Wexford Health Sources won a 10-year, $4 billion agreement with the state to provide medical care to people in prisons. Attorney Alan Mills says he's dismayed by the decision. It means that people are going to suffer unnecessarily. It means that people are going to die that would not not otherwise die because of poor medical care. No question about it. Since 2011, Illinois has paid Wexford more than a billion dollars for medical services in prison. During that time, judges and experts have repeatedly found that the quality of care is so bad, it violates the U.S. Constitution. A corrections spokesperson says they will negotiate with Wexford to improve prison health care. Herman Melville's 1851 novel Moby Dick is one of the most adapted books in American literature. It has spawned comic books, TV, movies, and films, Many different ways to tell the story of Ahab, a ship's captain obsessed with killing a great whale who leads his crew to disaster. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, Repertory Theater of St. Louis is presenting a theatrical adaptation that borrows some of its moves from the circus. Moby
0: Dick is a psychologically demanding story. This version also asks a lot from its actors
2: physically. I, when I first jumped into the show, it was, can you, can you climb a rope? And that was where it started. Uh, And then it was, can you climb these poles? So it was a lot of strength training to get used to that. That's Walter Owen Briggs. He plays Ishmael, the novice whaler
0: who narrates the story. And gets to say the famous opening line, call me Ishmael. To depict sailors climbing up and down the ship's rigging, actors hang, sometimes upside down, from poles high above the stage.
2: We have a lot of aerial routines. All the actors are working together together to carry the weight of each other, and we hoist ourselves into the air, and as we go out onto the sea, we get higher and higher up in the air, and then one of our shipmates jumps off into the into the water. The acrobatic choreographer for the show, Silvia Hernandez de Stasi,
0: has a lot of experience with this kind of stuff.
2: I grew up in the circus. We did an act called board, and I flipped off a teeterboard and landed in a chair.
0: Ta-da, so cute. Um, The chair itself, it was on,
2: I'd say, a 12-foot pole.
0: But she says this show is not about creating big ta-da moments like that. They're just finding sometimes dangerous ways to tell a story about men doing dangerous things. Director David Catlin wrote the adaptation. He wants to create a visceral experience. We do want for you to feel like you are inside that story, that you are immersed in it. The The way when you read a book and you get lost in it. We want that, and so a lot of the theater that we make tries to, to engage all of your senses. The set has curved poles rising above the stage, suggesting a giant whale skeleton. On their first day at the Loretto Hilton Center in Webster Groves, before rehearsal, some actors warm up by shimmying up and down those poles. All right, you feel ready? Yes, sir. Can we go from make way, make way? Every movement on stage and above it must be precise. Catelyn gets hands-on right away. He jumps up on stage and starts working with actors on an early sequence of sailors carrying and rolling around big barrels. It's like a complicated dance. That barrel, top, you're going to hand it off to Starbuck. move This here, there, and then I'll pop down and get this one. Maybe you can jump up, take one of the barrels from him. Later, they work on a scene where the crusty old sailor Stub tells Ishmael about the mysterious Captain Ahab. This is actor Raymond Fox with Briggs as Ishmael.
2: Go clap eyes on Captain Ahab. You'll see what whaling is. You'll see he has but only the one leg. Lost he the other by a whale. Lost? <laughs> so it might turn up in a butcher's window. That's funny. Lost indeed. <laughs> is that funny, sir?
0: Captain Ahab is a charismatic man who leads his followers against their better judgment to their destruction.
2: Briggs says that's a familiar theme. These moments, many times, where we feel like we can pull back and we could stop this kind of relentless chase and humanity might sink in and bring us back to reality and it just it doesn't happen. We keep going. As Melville writes,
0: one madman creates more madmen. Call me Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Our David Cazares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. The music is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Jonathan All, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.